Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. Okay, I'm gonna give you a visual. I want you to just flow with me. Because a lot of the times when I call you, I don't have all this stuff planned out. I just get inspiration from various different things. And I immediately am like, okay, I got to call you. So driving in the car and just got this download of just perspective and wisdom that I just wanted to share. So I'm going to use the analogy of a car. And I want that to be metaphorically looked at as life. So a lot of the times we are in a car and we are driving to pretty much locations that we've never been, referring to life, right? So whatever age that you're at now, you've never been this age, the next age after, you've never been to certain places. And the places that we've never been to, stages that we've never you know, accomplished or storms that we never faced before, pretty much land that has been untraveled in certain points in our, our lives, we have to depend on the GPS. Now, the GPS has to be safely in the center of the console, right? Dashboard, that kind of area, right? So I want that to be a reflection of God, that God is the GPS of the car, right? So we have to be very careful that as we are driving, the only two things that matter, um, that are more important, is what's in front of us and to pay attention on how we are being led. So I'm driving and I'm like, how dangerous would it be if I drove to places I've never been by looking in a rearview mirror? But the reality is that a lot of us do that. The rearview mirror is a symbolic way of saying you always look in the past. You always look at the last job you had or the last two relationships you had or when you were younger or your friendships or how your family did it. You are constantly comparing everything that is present to everything that's in the rearview mirror. And while we should be quickly looking, quickly glancing to the rearview mirror as a reference, some of us drive the entire way through life looking through the rearview mirror, wondering why we're not really doing as well. You can't appreciate what's in front of you if you are always looking at what you had or how it was, all the things past tense. But most importantly, how dangerous is it to drive your entire life looking in the smallest space in the car? It is dangerous to you, to your future, to where you're going, and to everyone that you carry in that car with you, whether it's a spouse, a good friend, children, whatever it is, it is a danger to them to not pay attention to what the grandparents say, pay attention to the road. Pay attention to the road that God is having you travel and stop paying attention to land that you already conquered, storms that you already weathered. Why are we still talking about the bad things from the past and what our parents did and what such and such did that broke our heart and how this person mismanaged our emotions or our place in their lives? Why are we still doing that? Because the reality is there's going to be other storms that need to be weathered, other ground that needs to be conquered, other Goliaths that need to go ahead and fall and we need to attack. So we really don't have the capacity to rear view mirror drive this thing out. 
Then looking at the side view mirrors. That's just to make sure that as you're making certain turns and you're doing what you're supposed to do as you're traveling, that you're not impeding the space of people who may be in your blind spot. And so I want rearview mirrors to reflect comparing yourself to other people who are in their own lane. You should never, ever, 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 ever look at the land at the lane and the land that everyone else is either conquering or the land that somebody else is traveling and compare it to where you're going. How defeatist would it be to look at someone that's driving south because that's the road that God had for them and to feel some kind of way because you're going north? Or how disrespectful to your own creative, customized walk with God would it be that you are looking at someone else's with their driving in, not understanding that they need that for the storm that they're getting ready to, to travel. So they may have a big Jeep, but they're about to hit some muddy waters that's not going to do too well in, in a lower you know, sedan kind of situation. Side view mirrors are supposed to be protective measures not to compare comparatively to what somebody else is doing. And just driving in the car, just as simplistic as just getting the car and driving, even land that I've, routes that I've taken before, I said, why do we drive our lives so recklessly? Most of us are being children and have allowed God to be the driver, but we're in the back seat. Are we there yet? Where are we going? Are we there yet? Where are we going? Are we there yet? Where are we going? And I know God wants to say, shut it up. But he loves us so much that it's like, nope, not yet. God, I want a promotion. God, I want a promotion. God, I feel like, and I can't pay my bills on this particular income. And God, I want, and I feel like I deserve it. Not, not yet. God, I really want to be married. I feel like, you know, I just got so much love to give. I'm getting lonely. And I feel like, you know, there's nothing out there for me. Not yet. Stop screaming, are we there yet, in the adult tone of, but I want it. That's the equivalent to the child, like, are we there yet? Then, because most of us are not in the back seat. Some may be, you know, you trust God a little bit more. So you're, you, you know, you passenger seat in it. But you very much are um, micromanaging what God is doing. So you are that... <laughs> disgruntled spouse or whomever is in the passenger seat that doesn't like the really the way you drive why are you going so fast wait what? but why'd you cut them off oh okay but it's cold you trying to control the temperature you try you're trying to control so many things that you are missing the key nuggets that you're supposed to be getting on the road there god wants you to kind of have that childlike essence of like ooh. What's this? And what's that called? And oh, look at that fly. And that's my car. And go back to that child. Like, I'm not even concerned where we're going. Because as long as you're driving, I know I'm good. As long as I know that you have this thing under control, I'm good. And if it ever comes to a time that you tell me to go in the driver's seat real quick, I trust the GPS. I'm not going to use my experiences, people that I know. I spoke to my uncle, and he said, don't listen to the GPS. You need to go ahead and cut around and go around. I'm not doing any of that. 
because I trust the GPS, a.k.a. the leading of God, a.k.a. the leading of the Holy Spirit. I trust that where I'm going, God has already been. So I want to take advice and my promptness from someone who planned my life to the elemental P down to the very last millisecond. I'd rather go there. Unk, uh, you know, I appreciate you. Love you. Um, you're doing big things. But um, I think this time in this untraveled part of my life, I'm going to trust someone who's actually planned it out for me. Because I may get somewhere on your on your old, non-updated uh, instructions, and it's a construction site. And now I'm delayed. You know, that's a good boy there. You might as well go ahead and marry him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just feel like not yet, no. I mean, I, I know that he fits all your criteria, but something in me is saying, hold off. You know, you got a good job. Why you don't um go ahead and go for supervision? Because anything with a title in this company is it comes with a bag of stress that nobody else is gonna help me unpack but God. So sometimes people have a lot of advisement on places they've never traveled. The last time you knew of a good boy, um, there wasn't any streets having um hot boy and city boy summers. Okay, <laughs> there was yeah that was, it wasn't a thing. The last time you knew of management being awesome, they were kind of, you know, it was a lesser scale, lesser workload. It wasn't as um, drenched in stress, if you will, as it is now in these days. So, you know, I trust you. uh, You're doing big things. Shouts out to you. However, um, I think I'm going to take this one from the one that planned my life to the elemental P. I think I'm going to just take this, this particular one from someone else, you know, on a higher level, with, with a bird's eye view on the entire world, if you will, you know. But just looking at the car, it is such a metaphor to me to just life in general and how we do ourselves such a disservice. You know, I was even thinking about just school and how it is so unfair to us to look at somebody else's schedule, somebody else's grades, um, and compare it to where we're at. How much of a disservice would it be for a cosmetologist to feel lesser than because someone is doing pharmaceutical? And to see, man, you're really good at math and I suck at it. Or to feel like, oh, um, you in the honors in that particular, oh, you in, oh, you in advanced math, oh, oh, okay, that really makes me feel like I need to go back to, um, C-spot run, because I'm not doing a good job there, but for where they're going, they need that, and we need to understand that when God is customizing our lives, there are certain experiences that are attached to our lives that God will allow that God will go ahead and lead us through for our very, very customized walk with him. So I remember when I was reading the Bible the other day, and, you know, it says that the Holy Spirit descended on from heaven onto, like a dove onto Jesus' shoulder, right? And then it said um, right after that that the Spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted by the tempter. And I was like, time out. Why would the spirit lead him? I don't into temp to the tempter. Uh, 
to the boogeyman. You know, why is that happening? And it's because, and it just couldn't be any clearer. It was for the life and the purpose and the destination that Jesus had, that was the criteria for him to get to the next level. So we needed very much so a strong savior to come down and to go ahead and show I don't live by my flesh. I'm spirit from the toes up, sir. We needed that. We needed to know that he would not break early, before he even started ministry. Let's just go ahead and sh- see this early. What happens when you, fa- when you hungry, sir? And not hungry like, oh, I ain't eat all day. Hungry like you haven't eaten for 40 days, 40 of them things. You understand? Now what if he go ahead and entice you with some bread? What you going to do? Oh, okay, you strong. Okay, so what if I tell you to go ahead and, um, you know, bow down to me? I'm going to show you glitz and glam and um, fame, and I give you all that fortune if you just go ahead and bow down to me. Oh, oh, you, you strong there too? Okay, Um, what if I go ahead and just try to like, you know, if you really who you say you are, you know, go ahead and just, you know, make yourself fall, whatever, but the angel will, will catch you. Oh, you're strong in that area too. And then the Bible says that, you know, the enemy went away for a later time, which he never came back <laughs> uh, to test in another way. So he don't have no longevity, but that's another story for another day. But I say all that to say every trial, every tribulation, every storm, every inconvenience, every setback, every delay, everything that is aligned in your particular path, trust the GPS. It is getting you to somewhere. And the bottom line of it all is that it really falls down to two things. It's either supposed to teach you something you didn't know or make you stronger in an area that you were weak in. If you are coming out of an uncomfortable situation, and if you can say, man, I learned from that situation, A, B, and C, and now I know how to pursue and maneuver myself in those situations going forward, you won. You absolutely won. Don't you ever come out of an uncomfortable experience and feel nothing but beat up. What? What was the sense of going through all that? No, ma'am. If you're going, no, sir. If you're going to go through that, you might as well come out with something with the golden nugget. I look at it like, you know, Super Mario Brothers, when we had to go ahead and collect the coins and go through the levels and we doing all that to finally defeat, you know, Koopa and all that. King Koopa, shouts out. Ah, memories. But you, you remember when we had to go through that? My thing is, why go through an entire level? And not get your coins. Get the golden nugget you were supposed to get from this particular level. Because nobody wants to hear, you know, that sound because now we got to do it again. Because that's what life is. If you do not get the golden nuggets and everything else that's needed from this particular level, you have to repeat it. And what a shame it is to go from start to finish on a certain level and have nothing but emotional wounds. Boo! That's a disservice to everything that is your life. You, you ever look back at certain uncomfortable situations and go, ah, and you start to connect the dots? 
such and such did blah turned me there then I went ahead and and if I didn't go there I wouldn't have met such and such but you know what my heart was feeling like and I said I was never going to and then you know I kind of just was like you know what I'm gonna just let go let God do what he needs to do and and boom certain situations happen you know how many stories I heard with people saying I just I gave up on a whole dating thing I was like listen I'm doing me I'm good blah 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 and then here comes you know said woman said man you know how many times people well, like, you know what, I just prepared my resume, threw it out there, I didn't even do the heavy job search, and boom, they called me. You know what I mean? I mean, literally, it literally is a thing of just being prepared for the moment and getting what it is you were supposed to get from that level. Don't you dare, don't you dare go through an entire level of discomfort, an entire storm, and all you have to show is wet shoes. Absolutely not. Everything that happened, you can take some discomfort because you know you're human, so you can go ahead and account to that. But when you take the pain out the story, you will see the nugget of wow. Some of us never learned to love ourselves until we realized nobody else was doing it for us. Some of us never really tried to get our finances right until we either had to depend on somebody else for finances or we came from nothing. So the messages and the lessons that we learned was, ooh, you know, I got to be a little bit more careful when it comes to finances. You know what? And I'm not going to be so fast to give somebody my heart again because last time I just went ahead and said, Geronimo, it was nobody else at the end of that, and that was painful. Some of us didn't learn some key elements until there was an uncomfortable situation. Some of us wasn't even pushed into our purpose until we got tired of a job. Some of us didn't find the love of our lives until we finally let go of the ones that were uh, putting wounds on your heart. And the way that they said, I love you, was providing another band-aid for the stab wound, the latest stab wound they put on you. So we truly have to get our mindsets on, okay, where is it that God is taking me? I trust how God is leading me. And I won't dare just have an emotional roller coaster and call it life. Absolutely not. The Bible says that God led the Israelites an extremely long roundabout way to get to the promised land because they were not yet ready for battle. So what that reads in reverse English eyes is, had he taken them the quicker way, had he, had he go ahead and skip the steps of fine-tuning their fighting skills, he would have had a million-plus Israelites pretty much going someplace to be slaughtered and, and killed. Why? Because we wanted something quicker? Why? Because we want to, it's hot out here, we're hungry, we're thirsty, are we there yet? And we're not realizing that the actual path that you're being led is your protective measure? That God can't come down and descend no more and fight for you. He got to go ahead and strengthen it in you so that you can carry out the plan that he has for you. That when you are in this car and if he's making you backseat driver, that's because you are not yet prepared to drive this by yourself. That because it is his plan and he loves you so much, he wants to be able to drive to the point that he knows you can take over from here. And if you want to be 26, in a freaking car seat in the back seat, that free will, he will allow you 
But that car is going to stay right there till you get old enough, mature enough, and wise enough to get your behind in the driver's seat. You see what I'm saying? Like sometimes you got to say, you know what? Rearview mirror, you're a glance situation. Past, you don't haunt me. And I'm not driving 80 miles per hour, 100 miles per hour, trying to chase my, myself outside of the pain of the past. Some of us are, are moving so fast and trying to get to the, ne the next thing and trying to accomplish the ne next accolade that we're not even realizing you're running from the pain of your past. It's not an accolade, a salary, a new boo, a new house, a new car, a new nothing that's going to drown out the echoes and the pain of your past if you don't stop and attack that thing. We don't drive through tornadoes. You got to ask, okay, sometimes it's wisdom to drive through it. Other times you just, you know what, let's go ahead and make sure that you're safe first because you got a journey ahead of you. All of us do. But you don't need to be trying to drive, try to outdrive a tsunami. It is made to defeat you if you don't use wisdom. It is made to do so. So that's why when you read in the Bible certain things, cer certain kings, they wasn't just like, all right, we're going to war. Sometimes they was like, God, should we fight this? No? Okay. All right, let's go ahead and uh, let's wrap it up. <laughs> Nothing to see here, folks. It's time to go. And so just looking at the whole thing of a car, it's just, wow. You know, we're driving the car at times. We're not even realizing we don't protect it. God does. There's so many moving parts to that. You're not driving the car. It's the engine, the gas, the oil. Listen, let one, one thing go wrong. You can sit in that driver's seat all day long. The car's going nowhere 100% of the time. I want us to be more cautious and cognizant of the fact that we have a responsibility as we are driving in this car to make sure we are trusting God the whole way through. Whether you are a babe in Christ or, you know, just not at the age yet where you have to be a backseat driver for now, whether you promoted up because you got tall enough to be in the passenger seat in the front, or if God is like, you know what, you good. Let's go ahead and get in the driver's seat and, like Joshua, be brave and strong, but pay attention to me, GPS flow. It has to be a way that we're not so distracted by the side view mirror. It's dangerous to compare your path. It is dangerous to do that. It's even more dangerous to the entire time to make yourself believe that you can look in a rearview mirror and drive with your peripheral view. You absolutely cannot do that. You cannot do that. If you want to carry something, let it, let it be enough so that you can help somebody else along the way. We'll clean out the trunk later, but you can't look at the past. You just, you cannot. And make sure that when you allow certain people in your car, a.k.a. your inner parts, a.k.a. your heart and all of that, that they're not people who are going to make the journey worse. You ever been in a car with someone and you're like, I, I want to drop you off yesterday because today's too late? At least be in the company of someone who makes the journey lighter.
whether it be a spouse, whether it be whoever it is, but I feel like we choose who we allow in the car with us. That's our choosing. We don't choose the GPS coordinates. That's God's choosing. Certain friends can't go with you. And you know what? A car is but so big. You can't, you can cram people in there, but it's going to be uncomfortable. We don't want our car looking like, you know, it needs to be in a circus. Like how many people did you fit in there? So let this conversation mean what it's supposed to mean to you. Whether you got out of it, I need to start packing lighter. Whether you got out of it, I need to start trusting more. You know what? I do tend to, you know, we're supposed to glance at the rear view, and I do tend to stare a little bit longer than usual, and that is dangerous to my future. That, you know what? I'm going to stop asking, are we there yet? I'm going to stop having those adult temper tantrums. I'm going to stop that. I'm going to stop micromanaging God if if I make it eligible enough to get into the passenger seat. But wherever you're sitting in that car, wherever you're sitting, make sure that each person is trusting God, each position, each level, because life is levels. And whether God knows, you know what, I need to drive now, because whatever the situation, either you're too young, you don't have the credentials yet to drive, or you have not reached a level yet where he knows I can hand it over in this way. And this is just off the top of my head right now. If I can kind of put a picture or a person to each area, <laughs> I would kind of look at it like the Israelites were the backseat drivers. They were constantly complaining. We're thirsty. We're hungry. We want man. We, it, we, it, it was, I mean, the murmuring and complaining was like, I can't take no more outrageous. If I think of the passenger, it would be David. Because that whole thing with Bathsheba and the way that he tried to orchestrate, okay, uh, I made a mistake, but let me go ahead and micromanage. Or even better, I would look at Sarah, Abraham's wife. Yep, because Sarah heard, y'all going to have a son a year from now. And it was like, oh, okay. Hey, Abraham, go ahead and sleep with my maidservant, Hagar. Uh-huh, go ahead and sleep with her. And then she created Ishmael. And so she tried to micromanage what God said was going to come to pass. And the person that comes out the most for the driver's seat when you graduate to that level is Joshua. Because he was the only one in my reading that God said, be brave and strong, which meant, all right, you know what to do. You got it in you. Go ahead and get it. Put a little gas. Go ahead. Seatbelt it. Go ahead and get it. Trust God with your journey. And if the route looks different than somebody else, trust it's because their destination is different from yours. You can't pack a suitcase or a duffel bag to go, you know, to your grandmother's house an hour away. You have to pack different if you're getting ready to go out the country for 30 days. Do not compare your luggage and and somebody else's experiences with yours. It's unfair. Everybody has a destination that requires a set of skills. It's almost like the movie Taken. (laughs) No, but seriously, everyone has 
a customized plan, a strategic, okay, this is why this is happening in your life because in your life, you're going to have this, this, and this, and you need to get stronger in this area. You need to get wiser in this area. And those are the two components to every particular thing that comes in your path. Please don't stop the car of your life for roadkill. Things that are dead and you trying to bring back to life. Relationships. Jobs God told you to leave, but you're trying to crawl back to. You you made it out the hood and you're trying to go back to make everybody see, see, I'm still the same. Please don't stop for roadkill. And more importantly, please don't just let anybody in your car. It's dangerous to where you're going. Not everyone is built for the GPS that God has for your life. That's why people always say, you know, it's lonely at the top. The AKA to that is no one else was able to see the vision that God gave me. So I had to travel that by myself. Insane. Sad. But you know what? When you get a better understanding of that, When you start to realize, oh, everybody can't go with me, instead of it being a devastating, it's lonely at the top, it'll just be a, you know what? I was informed of that, and I was prepared for it. Trust God. Trust the journey. Every time you get in a car, I want you to remember this conversation. I want you to think about your life. I want you to see where am I in the car of my life, and am I trusting God on each level? Because you are getting ready to hit certain turbulence, whatever it is, dirt's in a road, whatever it is. You're getting ready to hit certain things on your path that is really going to require you to pay attention to God's prompting. Recalculating. Don't get so sold on a journey. Uh, No, but I like it over here. Don't get so, you better move with God. Recalculate, ma'am, sir. Recalculate. Don't get so used to somebody being that close to you that you, you want to park the car for a little bit until they come back. You don't have the time. This is a timed journey. Life is a timed journey. You do not have the time to try to see how you can finagle with your GPS. You don't. Please trust him. Please tap into the inner parts of yourself that Even though you're a little bit nervous, you're a little bit scared, you're out of your comfort zone that you do it anyway, please, I want you to get it. I want you to ascertain whatever that is that's for your life. This thing is customized. Don't you want to see the beauty that comes from this? I do. And I want you to call me and tell me about it. All right? And I pray that you got exactly what you needed from this conversation, that God spoke to you, used me as a vessel, and downloaded something in you that was just a bing, I got it. I know what I'm supposed to do. I know exactly where I'm at right now. I know what I need to adjust. I know that cracking the window is not going to get that negativity out. I need to open the door. Somebody got to get out. I pray you do it. I pray you have the courage enough to be brave and strong enough to do it. And I can't wait till you see the finished product and you say, that's why they couldn't come with me. That's why you recalculated me. Ah, it makes sense now. 
Oh, I can't wait till you see that. God has such an amazing plan for your life. Trust him. Okay? Pinky promise. Scouts honor. All that. All right. I think you got it. No, because you know, you know I hang up when I feel like, listen, let God do the rest of the talking to your heart. You got it. I did my part. You got. He got the rest. I'm going to go ahead and start making plates because I'm hungry and I want to go ahead and get this food in my system. But I ain't going to hold you. I'm going to call you back later. You know what that means. <laughs> later.